Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time. Welcome to Lead Time. This is Tim with my homeboy, Jake Besseling. How you doing, Doug? I'm good. It's a great day. So, Jake, remember being a kid and dreaming about all the ways that you're going to change the world. So here's what I remember. I remember dreaming about being a professional baseball player, maybe hitting a walk-off home run, win the World Series. I remember dreaming about maybe being a professional singer and having people scream, Tim, Tim. I remember these things. Uh, but not a lot of them took place. Actually, none of those took place, by the way. Uh, but Jake, tell us a little bit of the dreams that you had as you were a kid. I dreamed about playing baseball right along King Griffey Jr. in the outfield. Seattle Mariners loved him. I was from Houston, but mm. that was the first team I had ever seen in the open-air stadium besides Astrodome. In junior high, though, I remember dreaming of being a lawyer, uh, wearing a nice suit, defending the innocent against the prosecutors. Mm. And that all changed this summer. I watched the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> the glove fit, man. Dreams are powerful, though. You must acquit. Dreams, dreams have shaped. <laughs> Uh, they shape our vision for the future. Dreams shape our vision for the future. But many times dreams and visions never become a reality. Yeah, if we grow in anything, there must be a go component to our dreams. You know, my son right now, he's, he's dreaming. Don't laugh at this, but my son loves to rap. And he's actually pretty good. He, I've heard him. He's he loves nice. to decent. share his heart with some fresh beats, fresh rhythms, and fresh rhymes. Uh, my girls are starting their own YouTube channel to stretch their creative muscles. Addie loves to share her baking prowess, and Nylea loves to share her gymnastic skills. It's good to be a kid. Remember when you were a kid, listener, and you had big dreams to change the world, yet over time, the wounds of this world suck the joy out of your dreams. Your spirit becomes flat. You settle, and it's sad. I love Jesus' words in John chapter 10, verse 10. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly or to the full. It does not say that Jesus came to give us a boring, kind of meaningless, ho-hum life, and yet that's how a lot of Christians live. Life has, I love this quote from Cazette and Les Mes, Les uh, life has crushed the dreams uh, that you've dreamed. No wonder many Christians are not going out, not going out consistently to change the world. So full transparency, I could not imagine, Jake, I'm totally honest here. I could not imagine doing anything other than what I'm doing right now. You could not pay me a billion bucks. If you were with us last week, we talked about resources. You couldn't pay me a billion bucks to be anywhere else doing anything else than right here at Christ Greenfield, trying to bring the message of the risen Jesus uh, to the masses here in this space. You cannot, this, I'm in my sweet spot. I am living my dream and I'm witnessing Jesus changing the world in our, in our little corner corner of it. But I'd play right field for the D backs any day. (laughs) Well, fine. Actually, I, so I wanted to be a baseball player. You know this. We all did. Exactly. And I played in college, blah, blah, blah. But I think Jesus said, no, you have a ceiling there because there's more. It wouldn't have worked out. It wouldn't have worked out. (laughs) Today in our second part uh, of our two-part series on Grow and Go, we're going to chat again with Rick McClellan about how Jesus has sent him to go, be on mission, and dream new dreams to reach an unreached people group in our society right here in the East Valley of Phoenix in Mesa, Arizona, the working poor and homeless. So, Rick, welcome back. How did you develop your passion for caring for the working poor and homeless? 
Well, thanks, gentlemen, for having me back. I, I can't believe you actually uh, thought I was uh, worthy of coming back, you know, but uh, I hope everyone will uh, go back and, and re-listen to last week's because it ties right into, you know, finishing the story, as, right. as you want to say. But, you know, like I said uh, last uh, last week in our previous podcast, Jake, that, you know, I really didn't have a choice. You know, God was developing me, and it, it was going to take about 10 years to get that done. You know, and, and it didn't happen overnight, that's for sure. You know, with families uh, needing home repairs, uh, um, you know, I got to see uh, uh, in the city of Phoenix uh, uh, how God had blessed me over the years and uh, that he really wanted me to, to use what I knew to help those that were less fortunate and in need. And, you know, at the same time, I, I was able to witness uh, compassion and respect for a broken community. You know, I was able to work uh, with and, and train with professional seasoned public servants. You know, they had a passion for the community. Um, it was more than a job to them. You know, it was their mission. And it was very rewarding to be at the end uh, assisting people and seeing the smiles on their faces mm-hmm. when their home was all fixed up. And they had air. They actually had air conditioning. You, can yeah. you imagine living here? Uh, it's inhumane. No, no, no air conditioning. Uh, yeah. No hot water. Your roof is leaking. Uh, you know, you got rats for pets. I mean, it's, it's, it, it was tough. It was a tough deal to see, you know, so, yeah. uh, able to see the smiles on their faces, you know, and, and then also, uh, being part of La Mesa from the start, you know, I was, I was blessed to, to be asked to be part of that. And, uh, I wasn't sure what was in store, but I knew God was directing my way, you know, so each week, you know, I would go and I'd get more and more involved and, and I just constantly would grow into this want and need God telling me you need you need to work with them you need to talk to them you know you need to see what you can do to help them so you know God once again uh, has been molding me into the person you know yeah. that he wants me to be yeah so once again tell us a story about how La Mesa has fulfilled your going dreams we hear it but just tell us a little bit more about the story of La Mesa and how it's fulfilled those longings those dreams in your heart well you know six years ago Tim like you'd said uh uh, last week uh, when I met you for lunch, you know, I told you about this vision and, you know, that I'd had with Lori. And, and, and that vision, like you'd said, was a, a restaurant called Praises, and there was going to be entertainment where Christian families and believers could go and enjoy a nice meal and be entertained in a Christ-filled atmosphere. And, you know, the employees of the restaurant were going to be graduates of Teen Challenge, which is a 13-month uh, rehab program that is... Uh, uh, based on the Word of God, uh, where it's taught and lived, and they live their their, their Word of God in, in their lives on a daily basis. Now, when these men and women come out of Teen Challenge, uh, they are totally on fire for the Lord. I mean, they're, they're, their flame is a-moving, mm-hmm. but when, when they don't have a family or they don't have any kind of outside connection, that, that flame can be burned off very quickly, and they can go right back to the habits that they once had. So the dream was to bring in graduates from Teen Challenge um, and maybe some other uh, rehab programs, and they would actually be the employees. Uh, they would actually uh, serve the meals, do the cooking. They would pray with the uh, the people that would come in. They would pray over them. They would pray for their meal. They would handle the entertainment. They would uh, basically run the place. We were going to house them. Uh, we were going to help train them. We were going to help uh, get them restored with their families. Um you know, God God just had 
a, a, a big vision, you know, and, and it just kept going on and on and on. Well, you know, uh, uh, Tim, you know, you told me after I shared the vision that, you know, I should check out La Mesa and, and see where God leads. And well, I went ahead and did that and I'm still there today. And of course I'm still going and, you know, the vision isn't the same, but, um, over the stretch of time, um, um, We'll see what what God's got in store for us. We'll we'll see. I'm just going to keep my 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 mind open and and see where He leads. So over the past two years, you've been working with the organization um, Five Two out of Houston, Texas, with Bill Woolsey, or now Austin, Texas, and it's helped the a team. And you have a team around you to shape that vision that God has laid on your heart. So can you tell us more about that? What are the future dreams for La Mesa? Well. Uh, future dreams. You know, I really don't have any future what? dreams. You know, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've come to realize over the past few years that, you know, what I'm doing and where I'm going is all part of God's plan. You know, this is his ministry and whatever happens is all part of his plan. And Amen. I just pray that he's going to continue to make me a part of this and uh, let me keep going. But, you know, basically for the future, we're planning on opening a total of five La Mesas in the East Valley. And our next one's going to be Tempe Table. Uh, we're going to be opening a resource center in Mesa where homeless individuals who have decided to make a change in their life will be able to take a shower on a daily basis. We're going to offer them laundry service, you know, and a place to store their belongings, their backpacks, uh, some important documents, uh, while we help them with uh, navigators or caseworkers. Uh, we'll have people on staff to uh, help them find housing, uh, to help them with uh, employment, uh, some some of them uh, have drug addictions, uh, alcohol addictions. We'll uh, point them in the direction, hopefully, a teen challenge. Uh, many have, uh, they'll get a job. They don't know what to do with the money they now have. We're going to work with them on financial management and even possibly help them with some legal advice. That's amazing. Now, you've been at this for a couple of years, and God keeps revealing more of the next steps. In order to get this resource center launched, what are one or two of your biggest needs that the listeners out there, if they're local, they could take part in helping make this a reality? Well, you know, we, we constantly say that uh, we want to walk alongside the men and women, and that's what we need. We need sponsors. We need people that are willing to walk alongside. We don't need you to do uh, all the technical stuff. You know, we've got people that can do that. But, you know, we, we need you to maybe pick them up and, 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 and take them to the eye doctor. Uh, we may made you, need you to take the, help them get an ID, you know, drive them over there, help them fill out some paperwork. Uh, just be there to walk alongside of them. Uh, spend some time getting to know them. Find out, are they really ready to make a change? What is it that they really need? You know, uh, so we talk about them, them, but we know it's a him or a her. So tell us a story, though, of how that has how you you or Lori or Jeff um, have done that, that this is what the person um, was going through. And then this is what happened after a series of events and time and and a sponsor walking alongside of them. Just so our listeners can see what if they really get involved, this is the radical transformation that Jesus can do in their life and this person's life. So who, who's out there you want to share about that? Well, we don't got, have to say their name even. It's up to you. But yeah, well, th- there's a gentleman that uh, we got to know at La Mesa and he was a a regular, and uh, we just kept, you know, open and had conversations with him and loving on him and finding out about what he likes and what he didn't like and just hearing his story. And, you know, I used to always tell him, you know, uh, 
um, I'm going to say his name because uh, he would probably appreciate that. Okay. Uh, his name is Chuck. And I said, Chuck, you know, whenever you're ready to make a, you know, make a change, let me know now. Uh, and and I'll see what I can do to, to walk alongside you to, to help you through that. Well, well, Chuck was in his late 60s, and um, he'd been living on the street for about seven years. And uh, he came to me one Tuesday night, and he said, you know, Rick, I, I think I'm, I'm ready to get off the streets, man. I'm, I'm in my 70s, man, and I'm, I'm just not—I'm done. I said, well, you got to be honest with me. Tell, me. tell me what your deal is. Well, he said, you know, I, I uh, had a felony in Florida— and uh, I owe restitution, and I, I can't get my uh, Social Security, so I can't do anything until that gets resolved. And I said, well, okay, all right, thanks for being honest. So I got a hold of my contacts at the city of Phoenix hmm. and uh, the Human uh, uh, Services Department, and uh, I drove Chuck to his appointment, and um, they started working with him. They contacted the, the state of Florida got the restitution uh, removed, and got back wages for him from Social Security for a total of $15,000. And then we got him into an apartment. And he's been there now over two years in his apartment, and he still comes to La Mesa. So all we did was walk alongside of him, talk to him, take him to the right people, make sure that he was doing everything he needed to do, and his life has been restored, and he's Mm -hmm. uh, he's— uh, he attends La Mesa on a regular basis. Rick, um, so proud of you and uh, the work that you and our team have done to change lives. And Chuck is just a normal guy. Normal guy. That just had, you know, a few bad breaks, made some decisions, didn't have the support structures in place. And that's the power of the local church to be a family of care, that when that person is ready to see life, their life change, that we are ready to hit the boots on the ground, man, and ready to connect. It's, it's also cool how your story, working with the city of Phoenix, is so profoundly shaping the help that we're able to provide. Uh, those that are homeless and looking to become self-sufficient, Holy Spirit sufficient, I like to say, and then self-sufficient because the Holy Spirit is living within them. And what you're providing, listener, make no mistake, this is not just about food, like these people, and if they only got a job, you know. It's way more complex than that. And ultimately what we're looking to provide to every human being, young and old, rich and poor, male, female, is human dignity. They've been made in the image of God. And uh, God is pursuing their hearts in a passionate way. And so that is so profound uh, upon you. And again, so, so proud of your brother. So this is shaped by the word of God, this heart, this all-inclusive heart, just to love other people, to be loved by them, to receive a gift from them, and then to love them in return. So what are some of your favorite Bible passages or stories that challenge uh, your going dreams to continue to motivate you to go? Well, you know, when I find myself discouraged or losing focus, I I pick up the book of Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, and, you know, that can quickly put things back into perspective mm. and get you back on track real quick. But, you know, the, the story of the prodigal son told by Jesus in uh, Luke 15 keeps me going. You know, after experiencing my own prodigal son's return, I witnessed firsthand the God of restoration in action. And, and I remember celebrating when my son came home. It was a joy beyond words. I mean, it was just, I, I, I could almost place myself in that parable um, when, when the prodigal son came home. You know, God continues to restore us all to be his own, and, and, and he, he waits patiently for our return when we wander off or we go astray, and, and he will always welcome us with open arms no matter 
how long it takes. You know, look, man, it took me 10 years to get where I'm at today, so it doesn't happen overnight. But, you know, I know by working with the lost and the broken that they, too, by seeing Jesus through us, you know, will find restoration, peace, and joy in the loving arms of Jesus. Amen. What would you say to any Christian, though, who does not have any go dreams? They're like, I just, I don't have any of those. Hmm. Well, I'd have to say, well, why not? Come man? on now, why you not? Know, you know, what are you, what, what are you waiting for? You know, are you, are you waiting for a sign to be painted on the wall? You know, uh, you're waiting for God to drag you by the uh, your belt loops and 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 send you on your way. You know, it may not be what you're uh, comfortable with. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure why why you have that thought process. Quite honestly, you know, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. Are you comfortable sitting in the pews and then, you know, getting in your car and going home? Because, look, I got to tell you, man, I was a Hall of Famer, you know. What do you mean? Per- I, I was a Hall of Fame pew potato, man. Oh. I mean to tell you, you know, I was perfectly awesome. satisfied with my non-commitment awesome. faith. You know, I mean, it was perfect. I checked the box. I sat in the pew. I listened to both of you guys. <laughs> Plenty of pastors, and then I got in my car and I went home. But, you know, it took a long time, but I finally realized that God had a plan, and He's got a plan for all of us. So take the time and pray, you know, and ask ask for direction and find out from God what He wants you to do and where He wants you to go. So the specifics are Holy Spirit-inspired based in your context, what are those experiences and passions? But at the macro level... Listener, it's super clear. And this is one of the big questions. This is why we talk about spiritual rhythms so often. How consistent are you in the Word? Because you, if you're in the Word, you're going to hear a story of, of going. Just this past Sunday, go, go. yeah, we, we talked go. about how every gospel and then the beginning of the book of Acts ends with a commissioning, a, a sending, a going. As a Father has sent me, so I am sending you. So we can't get around this aspect that we are growing and we're also going. So what role? We love partnerships here at Christ Greenfield. We do not try to reinvent the wheel of if someone else is working hard here locally or nationally, uh, we want to come alongside them. So what role did ongoing learning and partnership and team with 5-2 and others that we've heard just briefly about, what role did that kind of learning and partnership play in deepening your dream's impact? Well, you know, what an incredible journey I've had so far, you know, but yet the work, it's just beginning, believe it or not, you know, after two years of preparing. So, hmm. you know, I had no idea. Um, how to go about starting a new ministry. And, you know, I had no idea that I was even capable of starting a new uh, ministry. You know, my vision was just a story. And that's pretty cool. I can tell a story all day long, you know. And <laughs> and more than likely, uh, I, I had envisioned that story was just going to end up going to my grave and it mm. was never going to be acted upon. It was just just a story. You know, what if? The old proverbial what if. But, you know, when Pastor... Uh, you know, when Jake, you know, when you asked Lori and I to get enrolled with 5-2, you know, we didn't have any clue uh, what that was all about. You know, we were like, okay, yeah, like, okay, that sounds interesting, you know. But it, we were more curious as to, to why us, you know. Well, why why did you decide to have us enroll in 5-2? Because I, too, heard that story from Praises Cafe, and I yeah, thought, okay. wow, this is— because a lot of times people have visions, but there's no execution. And so they need a process. They need people to hold them accountable and not because of you, but I need the same thing. And so I recognize that a lot of these dreams never um, are executed. No one ever goes on it. So tell us how 5-2 helped you go. Well, you know, before 5-2, it was still kind of, you know, wondering why should why should we go? And, <laughs> and uh, But it was made clear to me because we were asked to attend mm. Crisillo. 30 days before, hmm. 
What's Crucio? Well, Crucio uh, basically is a place where, you know, I didn't want to go. First, I had too much on my plate. You know, what's this Crucio stuff anyway? You know, it, I don't even know how to pronounce it properly. I can't spell even? it. I don't know. You know, what, what are you talking about? It's very secretive. Nobody wants to tell you what's going on, you know. But, um, <clears throat> and by the way, these two organizations, Crucio and 5-2, they're not connected any way, shape, or form. It's not a prerequisite. You got to go to Crucio in order to go to 5-2. Had nothing to do with nothing. Once again, it's God's plan. He needed to prepare Lori and I for the mission that was placed in front of us. And, you know, what Crucio is, is uh, it's a four-day retreat, you know, to where you are totally immersed in the Word of God and fellowship with other believers. It was beyond obvious that a transformation was happening. It was in, an incredible experience. And, and I strongly urge anyone who's not been to Crucio that you need to go if you want to if you want to get out of being a fan and become a follower, I, I urge you to do that. So, so, I mean, something big came out of this, and you were wrestling with God, and yeah, yeah. you had some space then for four days. Four really days. have other men around for you uh, to, to really connect with God and listen to his voice and kind of be on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John to just be on this holy moment. So, you know, and, and today, can, could you go for four days without a cell phone, you know, with— with without yes, uh, yes. a radio, without you know, I mean, you, you please, had nothing. Please. You were totally that's cool. Totally so, immersed. Listener, so, if you ever get invited to a spiritual retreat like this, yeah. uh, focus on Jesus Christ. Take take uh, the yes, say yes. yes. Yeah. So God was definitely preparing Lori and I for uh, our journey with five two. So uh, you know, there was nothing that was going to stop us, and and uh, so we went on our way, and 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 during our journey with five two. Uh, Doors have been open and shut, but, you know, we're not getting discouraged for we know it's it's in his time. It's according to his good and perfect will. So, um, you know, he's laying the foundation for La Mesa, for our resource center. And uh, through the direction of 5-2 and the Holy Spirit, you know, we're going to be we're going to be on our way. Now, I'm sorry for, for taking that little rabbit trail, but I had to get you to kind of understand that, you know, it's not just signing up. Your heart's got to be right. You know, if you're going to do this ministry, your heart's got to be right. And it's got to be focused and you got to know it's, it's his ministry. So the team at five, two is a very knowledgeable and professional organization. Their coach uh, that we were provided with uh, could not have been a better fit. In fact, he's actually like a brother to us. You know, he's a friend and 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 and, and a great coach. What's his name? You can share his name. Hey, Larry. I hope you're listening, man. Yeah. But no, Larry. Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, and his encouragement, direction, and instructions have been spot on. And uh, you know, getting to meet other leaders of new ministries was inspirational and enlightening. And and we can see clearly that with uh, God leading the way, that dreams and visions are possible. So if you're interested in starting something new and you heard Rick's story and you're like, I need some accountability, you could reach out to 5252.org and learn more about them. But also, if you want to experience uh, what La Mesa Ministries is all about, Rick, what's our website for that and them getting involved? Yeah, it's lamesaministries.org. Real simple. It's uh, uh, IES. It's not Y apostrophe S, but it's La Mesa Ministries. And there's a spot on there if you want to serve. Uh, we have people go there quite often and say, hey, I'd like to serve on Tuesday. And uh, we have more spots than just Tuesday. We want you to walk alongside. So check those websites out. And I'm correcting myself. It's 52.com.com. Well, Rick, how do you pray your go dreams would impact others? Well, my prayer is that God would let me see his plans come together with me or without me and that others would come 
uh, and follow and uh, come after me and embrace his plan and never lose faith that uh, what's happening is his will, you know. And, and I, my prayer is that more people will see Jesus through La Mesa and hopefully find comfort and peace in knowing uh, Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. One of my uh, passions is leadership development and empowerment of the body of Christ. Ephesians four, we reference it all the time. Uh, prophets, apostles, preachers, teachers, evangelists. Why are we here to equip the saints for love and good deeds? Unfortunately, we talk sometimes a big game and sometimes we struggle, uh, with as pastors, as raising people up because we were trained to be doers, maybe not empowering, empowering leaders. So if there is this fire in a pastor's heart or a church leader, maybe it's a DCE, whatever, there, there's this passion to empower people. What, advice would you give as they empower and fan into flame the go dreams uh, of those baptized in their community? Well, you know, I think they need to be the first ones to go. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think, yeah, they need, they need, uh, they need to lead by example. You know, if pastors come up with uh, excuses, it's not my job. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm just supposed to, you know, write the sermon, you know, but if, Mm. you know, if, if they keep coming up with excuses why they're not going, I don't know how they're going to expect to have other future leaders uh, go. So I would advise to look beyond the walls of the building and uh, pray for direction on where to go. Now, I'm not suggesting that the pastor actually runs this go or or whatever the mission might be, Uh, but just go and experience the go and provide encouragement and direction. You know, both of you, both of you guys, you know, uh, uh, when 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 Jake was given the task to start La Mesa, you didn't just say, "Have a good day." Uh, let me know if you peace out. Peace out. No, you you got involved. You were right there. You were participating. You were encouraging. You were leading and guiding. You know, and and when it came to five two, uh, both of you stepped up and you went and you learned and you wanted to see what it was all about and you encouraged. Uh, our group, and you continue to encourage us. And and when Crucio came up, you know, you were asked to go, and 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 Jake, you 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 went. So I'm just saying, you're leading by example, and I think that other other pastors could definitely learn by that. That you need to go and and go first. So by doing this, I believe that leaders will be encouraged and and confident that the pastors will support them in their task, and that as as the example is displayed through the pastors. Uh, they'll get more people to uh, go without even being asked. It gets almost out of control. If the, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. The Holy Spirit is like the wind. You can't put it, put the Spirit in a box. And so if you go on this journey, pastoral leader, to empower the saints for love and good deeds, I mean, hold on. I mean, buckle up. It's going to be amazing. Here's one of the leadership principles for me. It's like, I want to know a little bit about a lot, and I want to hold everybody else's dream, Holy Spirit driven dream with an open hand. And I want to release it, empower it, fan it into flame a little bit about a lot. But a lot of times pastors think I got to know a lot about a little. Could you flip the paradigm and say, I got to release the the bride to be all she's called to be. So I got to know a little bit about a lot so I can speak words of specific encouragement to leaders like Rick and others. Jake. Amen. So much, Rick, it's just a pleasure to learn from you. And you have read, even though you're like, I don't really like to read or I don't have time to read and I'm not right, driving the bus anymore. You've been shaped by, of course, the Bible and some other books. And, and one that you've told me about, and, and I've read it now, um, is by Carl Madera. So tell me about that book. Well, it's speaking of Jesus, you know, and, and you know, so many people get turned off by saying, you know, well, I'm a Christian, you know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a follower. I'm, 
I'm a follower of Jesus, and and it's mainly about um, Jesus's life, and you know what did he do when he was here uh, roaming the earth, and how did he treat people, how did he speak to people, how did he love on people, and that's what that's what I read in that book is how to love on people like Jesus did. Amen. And you love people like Jesus did, mm-hmm. and you're doing that. And you're showing that now example to us, and it's being fanned into flame for many other leaders. So the best is yet to come with La Mesa uh, Resource Center, La Mesa Ministry. So listener, thanks for listening to Rick's story over the last two weeks. We know you've been touched by his story. And so Rick, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. We are going over the next two weeks to take a journey uh, into beer and Bibles. Next episode... For beer, we are going to have Mike Barclay, who yeah. runs a local brewery um, that he contracts to get the beer from somewhere else. He knows a lot about beer and coffee. He's going to talk about beer, and he's going to talk about how he is using beer in the community here in Gilbert to connect to Christian relationships and community. The following week, we're going to have Bart Hyduke on the show, and he actually goes to four silos and that's what Mike owns and connects then men into relationship by offering a beer and then talking about the Bible through a ministry called pub personal understanding of the Bible. So beer and Bibles coming up the next two episodes. You got to check it out. Listen up and have a great day. Peace. You have been listening to lead time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org backslash lead time. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for another episode.